Humboldt last week. Hey you, thanks for tuning in for Quick Humboldt Stories, also local radio with alternative music 24-7 all at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Humboldt Last Week is made possible by community-loving partners. Please, please show them love. That's Crystal and Bernie's Trinidad Vacation Rental, luxury accommodations bordering the ocean with epic views, a hot tub, fine dining a short walk away, and it's all nearby the town of Trinidad, perfect for that romantic getaway or family staycation. You can book at TrinidadCaliforniaRental.com. Bongo Boy Studio, Orlando Morales was just there doing percussion for Anna Banana Hamilton's new album. Local musicians right there getting that pro studio sound made possible by our favorite local experts in McKinleyville, Bongo Boy. Check them out at bongoboystudio.com. Shows with Ferndale Music Company at the Old Steeple in Ferndale soon. Check out screenings of the Ferndale shot adaptation of Stephen King's Salem's Lot, the 18th and 19th. And Lindsay Lou, October 24th. Check out the calendar of amazing shows at the Old Steeple in Ferndale. Just go to ferndalemusiccompany.com. The latest edition of the North Coast Journal is on newsstands now. Pick it up for award-winning in-depth reporting. Plus, the journal has reviews, listings, and details you need to plan your week. Keep up with the latest at northcoastjournal.com. Photography by Shy. Shy captures some amazing Humboldt moments on camera, whether it's just you, you and someone special, or a group. She's got one of the best cameras on the market. She's capturing people looking their best. For now, you can enjoy special low rates from Shy. That's S-H-I. Portfolios and contact info at photographybyshy.com. Let's jump into some quick local stories. Wow, Alex Kappa is a beast. Just after I put out last week's episode, the NFL offensive lineman broke his arm in the middle of a game in the second quarter and played the entire game with the injury. He goes, oh, it's just a bruise. <laughs> like Monty Python style. He's like, it's just a flesh wound. Kappa, Humboldt State export, playing with the Tampa Bay Bucks right now. He's going to miss a couple weeks with that broken arm. His coach was super proud of him, by the way, after that. I'm sure that coach wants his badassness back ASAP. Uh, and as many chimed in on Twitter, real toughness. Oh, Eureka DMV are often filled with interesting people. I've had to wiggle my way out of so many weird conversations there. Like, no, Bob, I don't want to know your opinion about every political thing happening right now. Eureka DMV is moving into the Bayshore Mall for a bit. So after you're done locking in your new real ID, you can head down to Bounce-a-Palooza for some fun. Fun day! Eureka DMV moving to the Bayshore Mall next month. I'd imagine maybe they're doing some renovations at the usual spot, just to guess. Someone was reportedly shot in the hand during this robbery at what people said was a permitted cannabis farm down in Blocksburg. Usual things said about this, a place with bad cell reception, people zip-tied, pistol-whipped, multiple dudes in multiple vehicles, and then, you know, the victims running to neighbors for help at odd hours. Five guys were said to make off with cash, cannabis, and more. And unfortunately, you know, this is a normalized old story here. Hope they bust the uh, people responsible for this Blocksburg robbery. And, wow, someone's shot in the hand. Dang. Well, who has two thumbs and was clickbaited into one of those MSN headlines? It was uh, the best and worst thing about every state for California. I said the worst thing. We'll start with the worst thing. Roughly one in six Californians have not finished high school. Highest rate in the country. Did you know that? I said the best thing about our beloved state is that we are the least likely to be depressed. Really? 
2018 CDC study showed Californians diagnosed with depression, adults that is, at less than a third of the national rate. Hmm. Well, positive news about the airport here. First nine months of this year saw an increase in passengers, a 23% increase from last year. Awesome. Of course, that plays this all-jet service to San Francisco now, re-added service to Los Angeles, and then the super recently added service to Denver. I'm about to use that soon which has uh, reportedly been going well for the first few months. A wicked heavy cheers goes out to ACV. I guess we should keep the cheers under 50 pounds so we don't have to pay extra, right? Well, last week I made it clear a lot of people had questions about the proposed pet ordinance in Eureka, specifically regarding the limit to three dogs or cats. Seems some responsible pet owners rescue more than three cats or dogs, and I'd wondered how likely they'd be to cite responsible pet owners over that. Uh, well... Using the hashtag WeHearYou, the city announced they'd schedule a workshop to address concerns. I'll let you know when they get a date set. Well, Zach Harrison was found guilty of this murder a couple years ago in Alder Point. He was a fugitive for more than half a year after that. Escaped cops multiple times. One escape made the Netflix show Murder Mountain. Zach's conviction uh, was reportedly secured by an eyewitness to the shooting, ammo he had that was linked to the shooting, and of course, him running from cops all those times. Defense lawyers, though, argued the witness lied and Zach had said the victim raped him, but Zach was still found guilty of murder despite all that. Now, Zach's sister told Kim Kemp this isn't all there was to him. You know, that their family had gone through a lot of trauma, multiple deaths, drug problems, that Zach never had a happy childhood. Not making excuses, but just sort of explaining. And then talking about the victim for a second, Robert Holtzclaw. This is according to his obituary. He was a plumber who was adored by his daughter, and he loved working on his Harley. Bird populations. That was in the news last week. I care about that. I love birds, but some people out there are like, why the heck do I care about birds? Well, birds are easy to track and they're sensitive to habitat changes. So bird populations can actually be a really good indicator of a healthy environment. And reportedly, Northern California's bird population has been declining, getting a lot worse, but restoration efforts could get us back is what they're saying. So keep an eye on that too. Charmaine Lawson, the mom of David Josiah Lawson, the HSU student whose 2017 murder at a house party in Arcata is still unsolved. His mom advanced her lawsuit against the city of Arcata over their handling of the case. This was in federal court. Arcata tried to throw this case out, but the judge wasn't having it. The case claims city staff racistly dragged their feet during the investigation after she became critical of them. In this article, the city denied comment and APD says their investigation is still active and ongoing. Now, in related news to all that, David Josiah or DJ's murder is going to be the subject for a wide TV audience soon in L.A. when the PBS station KCET airs the movie Who Killed Josiah? That's coming out on the 22nd. The synopsis is, quote, A Humboldt town is polarized over allegations of racism and police incompetence surrounding the death of college student Josiah Lawson. Well, in addition to Kappa, it's another former Humboldt State football player in the news. Running back Jaquan Gardner, who spent some time with the 49ers, by the way, is likely going to be drafted in the XFL soon. It's a pro football league owned by fake wrestling people. They're going for a second try after a flop in 2001. Jaquan also played in another pro football league earlier this year, the now defunct AAF. He had shoulder surgery. He's healthy now. And yeah, he's ready to score some touchdowns in the XFL. 
All right, put down the bong for a second and check this out. Whoa, do you have ice in your bong? It's been a minute since I've seen people do that. Anyway, the county, they're all set to give out a million and a half bucks to the local cannabis industry. We're talking grants, loans, and you know a little help to people who are hurt beyond the norm by cannabis criminalization back in the day. Posted a link to more info at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Here's the Humboldt Last Week attraction of the week. How about College Cove Beach, the north cove of Trinidad State Beach? It's more secluded, nice, big, picturesque rocks, a little rock arch at low tide, hiking, surfing, sweet wildlife, tide pools, mini waterfalls, a stellar tree swing, so much more. And just a heads up, be ready for some steep climbs and descents getting there and back. And hey, virgin eyeballs, sometimes there's buck naked people there. Check it out. College Cove in the Trinidad area, the Humboldt Last Week attraction of the week. Some stuff to check out in Humboldt this week. NPR featured accordionist and singer-songwriter Sam Reeder in the human hands at the Old Steeple in Ferndale, Sunday evening, the 13th. 30 Rock star and Netflix comedian Jediah Friedlander at the Minor in Arcata Monday and Tuesday night. Angelo Moore of Fishbone at Humbrews in Arcata Tuesday night. Amazing folk pop band The Gatehouse Well at the Pearl in Eureka Wednesday evening. Ukulele star Jake Shimabukuru Thursday evening at the Arkley in Eureka. Family Fun Science Night at College of the Redwoods Friday evening. On-the-spot comedy at the Arcata Theater Lounge Friday evening. You could watch the Ferndale adaptation of Stephen King's Salem's Lot at the Old Steeple in Ferndale Friday evening the 18th and Saturday evening the 19th. Roller Derby at Redwood Acres in Eureka Saturday evening the 19th. Talking Heads covers with naive melodies at the Jam in Arcata Saturday night the 19th. Amazing local rockers Lord Ellis at the Alibi in Arcata Saturday night the 19th. Live theater, Three Musketeers at the Ferndale Repertory Theater. And also you can check out the calendar at northcoastjournal.com. Got a Fortuna export making national news here. Former Humboldt Last Week guest and bodybuilder, clothing company owner, and nationally known watermelon crusher with her thighs, Courtney Olson. She was in The Guardian last week, paper over there in England. Headline is, Courtney Olson is crushing it. It's about them experiencing true female strength. I love this lead and exchange with the guy who cat called her. She goes, quote, I'm just going to tell you right now, a lot of women get intimidated when you do that. Most women are like, this mother is going to throw me in the back of a car. You know what I mean? I dress like this because it's hot as fuck and I work out really hard. Pow! I'm strong and powerful and I fuck you up. But I'm saying is a lot of women get really intimidated by cat calling. You got me. So what's up? What's your name? She fist bumps him. Jason, I'm Courtney. It's nice to meet you. Take care. Again, that article's in The Guardian. I linked it at HumboldtLastWeek.com. It was long lines at gas stations, generators buzzing, repeatedly walking into dark rooms and instinctively flicking on the light switch pointlessly. I did that. Humboldt, we all went through this together. We were forced into candlelight mood lighting. PG&E's like, I'm going to set the mood because you're about to get... No. Uh... The epitomizing headline from the LA Times was tempers flare as millions in California endure power outages from PG&E. Our darling private utility company, PG&E, batting their eyelids and all, build this as a way to prevent a devastating wildfire. Sounds like a valid thing, right? In this case, they were talking about heavy winds possibly causing Paradise 2.0, and nobody wants to see another California community devastated by fire. And by the way, PG&E says the wind here in Humboldt, not a factor in this. We were connected to a network that had to be turned off for high winds elsewhere. But we all went through this together and we asked, how can we ensure these shutoffs are not the new normal? Time will tell, but this is certain. 
This was much bigger than flexing survivor muscles, throwing off the morning cup of coffee, missing an episode of Modern Family, and forgoing a romantic night for one on your favorite porn site. Porn stars everywhere on Wednesday like, why are my streams down? Am I not beautiful anymore? <laughs> no. People were pissed about the PG&E outage. I saw a report that Highway Patrol in the Bay Area was looking into whether or not somebody shot a PG&E truck. That's that's just stupid. Blaming workers out in the field for stuff they literally have no control over. These people have families. They live lives outside of work. They don't call the shots. Look, look at the CEOs for policy change. And damn it, even then, leave the guns holstered, Yosemite Sam. I can't believe I had to say that. Sam. No, no. Sam, Mr. Yosemite, look at me. Use your words. Yeah, some people were less guns drawn about their analysis of PG&E's energy blackout. Governor Newsom said being proactive is fine, but he was hard on their leadership for not investing in upgrades. Congressman Jared Huffman questioned why PG&E shut down such a large amount of the population, especially in spots with less weather issues, and said big shutdowns like this cannot be the norm. Senator McGuire, he told us before everybody else when the power was about to come back on. Wow, that guy knows people. That man, he brings the good news. And also, Assemblymember Jim Wood was saying critically, Humboldt did not have enough time to prepare. Quote, we pay more, they do less. Outages cost people money when they can't work. Food spoils. And their health is affected when their medical equipment can't access power. It's just outrageous. Meanwhile, PG&E's CEO told CNN, uh, Wait up. That's a lot of acronyms. Let me say the Monopoly Energy Company's big boss man told the national TV entertainment, I mean, news network, CNN, quote, I do apologize for the hardships, but I think we made the right call on safety. I did not come here to deal with the past. I came here to help improve the future. I might have some slight disagreements with the governor, but I'm looking forward and I'm just trying to make this better, end quote. Now, some people benefited from the fire prevention blackout. People selling generators, right? Uh, people selling power inverters. Inquiries went up about, say, solar energy with backup power. Other renewable energies were looking sexy. Hey, wind. Gas stations were stupid busy. Long lines were enough to merit news crews. This just in, Jim. People are willing to spend an entire night at Costco to save a couple cents on the gallon. Back to you while I find my Costco card. <laughs> How about businesses that stayed open? They uh, had goods and services we needed, raked in big sales days. Ice was moving like the whole county was going to Ruth on a hot summer day. Tweakers like, did he just say something about ice? Put the meth down, Randy. Those coffee lines were wicked long, too. Some coffee peddlers doing well. The night sky was beautiful and online traffic had to be good for local news sites and their sponsors. I've got to say, good job, local media. Got tons of great updates out. Now, food during the PG&E outage, that was another story. Gosh, I spoke with restaurant owners that suffered thousands in losses. Perishables at grocery stores spoiled to the tune of dozens of thousands of dollars, you may ask. Will PG&E pay for that spoiled food? Nah, they say. Because they did this shutoff for safety. And we had power back in under two days. So that's a no-go, bro. I mean, that's like, hey, man, I can't give that 20 bucks I borrowed. See, uh, it's not safe for me to hand it to you. You see, it's just not safe. Uh, same with those lost wages, broken stuff. All that falls into their safety umbrella, they say. You can try to file a claim. I mean, it doesn't hurt to plead your case, right? Technically, the wind event wasn't happening in Humboldt. So was it a safety event for us, huh? Huh? 
I did post a link to the PG&E site for claims at HumboldtLastWeek.com if you're interested. That is, if PG&E's website works, that was another fun thing. Their site went down for a little bit when we were all trying to get updates. It's like, please file your complaints in the trash receptacles at your nearest location. <laughs> I like while all this was happening, a bunch of us received our energy bills. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay, there's some sensible stuff out there about the intricacies of the power outage. I mean, on Redheaded Black Belt, I saw a guy from Soham who's taking engineering classes at Stanford basically saying, hey, PG&E wants to invest in underground transmission lines and better maintenance because then they can raise rates. It's in their capitalist interests. He pointed out it's the Public Utility Commission who could greenlight PG&E's upgrades, who have gotten in the way. The commission, he says, has been trying to keep our rates down. So essentially what this guy's saying is, if we want the goods, we got to pay for them. And what about PG&E's power plant at King Salmon? Remember this? Word had spread before the power outage last week that the plant was being considered for use in order to uh, power things such as, say, the hospital. Sounds nice, right? That never happened. Saw it was dark. I posed this question to their PIO and on social media for PG&E. I said, how can the King Salmon plant be readied to better serve Humboldt County during the next outage? You know, why was it not as helpful as we thought it would be? Crickets so far. PG&E has been busy, right? It's not like we're paying them or anything. I did hear that installing special switches for that King Salmon plant would allow that to be more feasible in the future. I'm not sure if that's true, but I hope that's an investment that occurs if it is. But besides being prepared and making sure our most fragile residents are in the best position to maintain health and safety, the takeaway I'd like to mention last about PG&E in this outage is apocalypse jokes are fine, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to you, you damn beloved dive bar. You see this? The shanty in Eureka posted a sign saying no apocalypse jokes. Well, excuse me if the uh, depth of my humor doesn't match the immense superiority of our outstanding leader and brilliant comrade, the Shanty. Come on. That's like those people that see you're passionate about something. They try to throw a wet blanket over it. It's just like, let us amateurs try, King Shanty. All right. I thought it'd be hilarious to get a graphic artist to post on Humboldt County, California pictures, old and new, just this brutal, hellish orange sky photo of the Carson Mansion, dumpsters ablaze in the background, ashes everywhere, horse-drawn chariot upside down. By the way, horse is fine in this made-up scenario. Calm down, PETA. Commenters are like, is that the mannequin on the roof of the mansion? How did the red pandas escape from the zoo, and why are they holding tiny machine guns? <laughs> Let me live, Shanny. Uh, anyway, stay empowered, Humboldt, and hopefully we can stay powered. Thanks for listening to episode 146. Humboldt Last Week is possible due to support from partners. That's Ferndale Music Company with amazing shows of the Old Steeple, Bongo Boy Pro Recording Studio in McKinleyville, the award-winning North Coast Journal, Photography by Shy with those beautiful sessions, and TrinidadCaliforniaRental.com with spectacular ocean views. Links to all of them at HumboldtLastWeek.com. My name's Miles. Humboldt Last Week happens at HumboldtLastWeek.com first, but you can also tune in via Kim Kemp and Redheaded Black Belt, the North Coast Journal, and 99.1 FM Mondays. Hey, I hope you have a fantastic week. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. Bye. Humboldt Last Week.